Welcome to Crosspoint. 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 An interactive program featuring ministers and leaders of the Christian community addressing the issues that are challenging the church today. Here's your host, Mark Taylor. Sometimes people need a breakthrough. You don't have to beg God. Welcome to Crosspoint. I'm Mark Taylor. Today's guest is Tiz Huck, pastors of New Beginnings Church in Bedford, Texas, with 45 years of experience in the ministry. Visiting today with Tiz Huck. Tiz, you've written a book, you and Larry, your husband, Miracles by the Moment. You and Larry have been in the ministry for, I guess, around 45 years. And I know you've, yeah. always, you've always had a faith-based ministry, you know, in, in how you yeah. operate your ministry. I know it's always been a kind of a faith based area but now this book uh, today we're talking about uh really tested that faith and the base you have there uh, with that faith in a new way and so it was kind of a kind of a deep journey personal journey that you had to walk through with god on this and so uh, you know in the book when you're looking at it and you look at chapter one i guess kind of starts the whole thing out you know was you saying i have bad news so what happened yeah well, let me let me first say thanks for having me on, Mark. It's it's a blessing to be with you today. But um, also, this story it starts out rough and it starts out kind of dark, but it ends up wonderfully and bright and beautiful and full of God's miracles. And so, in prefacing <laughs> the story, I want to be sure that people know there's a great great ending to both of these things that happen. But what happened was. As you said, we've been in the ministry about 45 years and very, very active in faith and prayer and just believing God to do great things, not only in our lives, but for others. And that's what we've taught people is how to walk in faith and how to overcome the obstacles that the world throws at us. So about four years ago, actually, yeah, about four years ago, our uh, grandson, uh baby lion, seven months old, was suddenly um, diagnosed with leukemia, a very life-threatening, aggressive form of leukemia. And in a baby that's only seven months old, you don't have any uh, immune system really to fight something like that. You don't have the equipping uh, physically to be able to even fight something like that. So immediately... Uh, we got these terrible reports, and they were very grim and um, did not give much hope for Baby Lion to overcome this or survive or to have a future. So the devastating news um, was shocking, but then they had to put Baby into the hospital, the children's oncology floor, And they had to live there with him for almost six months, hooked up to 10 to 20 different tubes and life support systems, chemo being pumped into his system 24-7 and um, couldn't couldn't move. I mean, he was in a little crib and full of all these tubes. And um, Luke and Jen had to suddenly go from being brand new mom and dad and playing with their newborn, rolling around on the floor and taking him out in the stroller and all the things that you do with your first newborn to living in a little hospital room 
with their baby on basically life support. He he was it was just so emotional. It was it was the hardest thing that we had ever faced. And so, how did we face this? They're surrounded uh, by all children that were facing cancer, um, various types, and in various stages. So this is their whole world right now is being surrounded by people that are in situations similar or worse. And how did they stay in a place of faith? And how did we rise above those circumstances to lay hold of God's miracles and promises? And this is what the book is about. It's not just about facing cancer. It's not just about healing miracles. It's about facing whatever comes at us in life and recognizing and entering into that our God is greater, our God is bigger, our God will cause us through his power to overcome anything that the world will throw at us or that we could face. And through the course of this, now Baby Lion (laughs) just had his fifth birthday. He is just like any other kid. He is a wild man. God has healed him 100%. And we would have rooted for and would have believed for and did believe for an overnight miracle. But many times a giant miracle can come in that form of one giant knockout punch miracle. But many times great miracles come in the form of hundreds of smaller miracles that add up to that giant miracle. And that's what we saw with Baby Lion. We did everything we could in the natural. I don't believe that that the medical world is in opposition to faith. God gives us these resources to use everything that we can to overcome these things that come at us. So there was that. But in the natural, the doctors did not give much hope that the medical uh, process could take care of all this. God put his super to our natural and did miracles and things that were not possible in the natural realm. And if I had more time, I could get into those things. But there were the giant miracles, but then there were the day-to-day miracles that carried us all through that particular phase. Well, I know in the book there you talk about the greatest way to receive God's miracles and blessings is by helping to be a miracle and a blessing to others. You say the way to get your own prayers answered is to be a part of answering someone else's prayers. Kind of tell us about that. Yeah. Well, you know, even through this, um, we kept in that frame of mind. We all know that the Bible talks so much about giving and receiving, talks about sowing seed. Larry and I are very involved with uh, being a blessing to Israel. We support all kinds of incredible programs over there. Um, Many, many things that literally save people's lives from all over the world. And even through our local churches all these years, we always believe that we're not just blessed to to be blessed. We're blessed to be a blessing. And so we live that way. And every day we get up and we look for ways that God wants to use us, use our lives, use our ministry to reach the world and to be a blessing to the world. So we recognize this when we face this with Lion and 
realize that, God, we have seed in the ground. This isn't just we're coming and we're begging you to help us in this situation. You are God. You are Jehovah Rothe, our healer. You are Jehovah Shammah, whatever we need you to be, whenever we need you to be it. But we also came before the Lord and we said, Lord, we have sowed our entire lives for your kingdom and for your people. Now, Lord, we're calling upon those seeds to be harvested and to be restored back to us in our family right now. And so even during this time, you know, many times when people go through hard times, they pull inward, they uh, pull into themselves and focus on their issues. Well, we focused on what we needed to. We took care of business. But at the same time, we continued to give out and to help others. And even Luke and Jen, while they were in the hospital, they used that as a platform of ministry and influence to be a blessing to other families. Uh, We did a toy drive for these kids that were on that floor and so that they could have some toys for Christmas in the hospital. We did all kinds of things just so that while we were there, we were not focusing just on our needs, but we were focusing on the needs of God's people. Now, now, chapter 12 of the book is an interesting way that I know you address this, and I know that you have known about these names and the nature of God, but you say the names of God actually express who he is and what he wants to be in our lives. One of the greatest ways to know God is to know his names. Tell us about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's so, so important, and I'm glad you brought that up, because first of all, let me say, when we're in need of a miracle, which all of us are, hopefully not to this degree of life and death, but we all face challenges in the world, and whether it's in the areas of our families, of our finances, of our situations in life, or in our health, first of all, when we're seeking a miracle, We need to first seek God. I tell people, don't just seek the miracle. Seek the miracle worker. And when we get to know God, it gives us an entirely different platform of faith and expectancy. So when we're facing something, like when we're facing life and death with our grandson, and then later, and we'll talk about this, with me getting ovarian cancer, We don't come to God as a beggar. We don't come to God pleading our case or hoping that he will help us. We come to God boldly because he has given us his name. His name, tell us his nature. He already identified himself as Jehovah Rophe, our healer. So when we stood before God, We weren't just hoping that maybe he cared or maybe that he could help us. He's already given us his name, that he is our healer. He said, I am the God that healeth thee. There are over a hundred scriptures in the Bible that tell us God is a healer. So as we said, the names of God tell us the nature of God. If we're facing financial problems, he is Jehovah Jireh, our provider. 
if we need peace in our life, he is Jehovah Shalom, our peace. All these names. So when we fill our heart with who he already is and build on that relationship, then faith naturally arises. When we face this diagnosis with Lyon, when we face the diagnosis with me, with ovarian cancer, these are horrific, horrific, fearful diagnosis that were real in the natural realm. Faith is not denying what's going on, but faith is rising above it and denying its right to rule and reign in our future and in our destiny. You know, I say in the book that fear comes when we picture our future without God or His promises in the picture. But faith comes when we picture our future with God, with His promises in our lives and in our future. And so that's how we approach this. Yes, we dealt with this, these devastating reports and the reality that Lion and my life were very much in danger. But we chose to focus and to rise above these issues through the promises, the Word, and the power of God Almighty. And we both have come out completely victorious in this. Now, uh, you you and Larry have pastored churches for many years. You've written a lot of books. You're on television uh, with your uh, teaching and preaching, and uh, you've been involved in that for years. And I knew you, I've been in your church before, and I've seen all the stuff concerning Israel and the Jewish influence there that you put into that. But if people would want to know about this Miracles by the Moment or the many other books uh, that you have uh, authored, you and uh, Larry, through the years, and, or just contacting your ministry, how would they go about doing that? Yeah, so our websites are LarryHuckMinistries.com and then NewBeginnings.org. And either one of those uh, can tell all about the ministries. Uh, the, the New Beginnings is more about our local church here in Dallas, the things that we do here. Um, we're right there in Bedford, uh, suburb of Dallas. But Larry Huck Ministries uh, talks about all of the global things that we do and reaching the entire world through TV, through our books, through our ministry, and all the exciting things that we're doing. Um, we have programs that and projects that are literally changing the world and the lives of people that are so exciting to be involved with. And, um, uh, and our church is just an incredible multiracial uh, multi, all kinds of people. It's just, it's just a great, great church full of life and full of the excitement and and uh, power of God. So we would love if people would get a hold of us and we can uh, welcome you to the to the ministry or to the church. We're also streaming every service, so you don't even have to be in the building to be in our services. And all the things that we do are easily accessible through the internet. And um, you can you can order the books and all of our other books and our products and all the things and be involved in what what God's doing through Larry and I and with with our ministry and our people. 
Well, folks, there's much more to come on Miracles by the Moment, this latest book by Larry and Tiz Hunt that we're going to be talking about. Stay with us. We'll be back with more in just a moment. This is Mark Taylor. If you miss a broadcast of Crosspoint, you can always go to our website at www.kneo.org and click on the Programs page. There you can access the current Crosspoint program as well as the last four programs that have been aired. Never miss another Crosspoint program again. Go to www.kneo.org today. Welcome back to Crosspoint. I'm Mark Taylor, your host. Today with me, I have Tiz Huck. Now, Tiz and her husband, Larry, are pastors at New Beginnings Church in Bedford, Texas. In fact, folks, uh, they have pastored other churches and have kind of, I've kind of always known who they were by, they would get a big church started and then leave it and get it going and be like church planners. But m- most people don't leave big churches like they have in the past. But, <laughs> but so they really do have a heart to see churches planted and the gospel to go forth and be a part of doing that. And they've yeah. got an interesting book here, Miracles by the Moment, uh, Daily Steps to Entering into God's Promises, Miracles, and Unlimited Blessings. Now, Tiz, we talked about Lion, which is your grandson, having yeah. this leukemia, a, a bad place to be in. Uh, you yeah. knew that God had to show up or else. And now in amongst yeah. all of this going on, uh, and you've kind of hinted at this now, so let's bring you into the story about how you experienced uh, something very similar. Yeah, well, you know, we were dealing with this with Lion, and, and as I said, it, it wasn't over you know, in a week or a month, it, it it went on, you know, for a while. And not even a year later after Ryan was diagnosed, we were actually, we'd just gotten back from Israel, t- took a tour of a couple hundred people over there and uh, just had an incredible time, got back. And then we were scheduled to go back in a couple weeks for a special event where we were going to meet uh, some of the planes from Ethiopia of people that we had sponsored to bring back to the U.S., I'm sorry, to bring back to Israel, which is called Aliyah, and settle them in Israel. So this was one of our projects. We were so excited to go and actually meet the people that that we were sponsoring and bringing back to Israel. And so while um, we were getting ready to go, I had this pain in my side, and I just felt, it's not right. I need to deal with something. So I went to my doctor. One thing led to another. Within about three days, I was sitting in the office of an oncologist uh, with Larry and my two daughters. And um, this doctor walked in the room. He goes, I've seen your CT scan. I've seen the uh, x-rays and things. He goes, I'm 99.9 certain that you have ovarian cancer. And it's very aggressive and it's very advanced. And we need to do emergency surgery um, in two days. And we just sat there, just, it was like a tsunami hit us. It was so surreal. And this tsunami of fear and shock just hit us. And within a split second, you know, people say uh, sometimes in a near-death experience, your life flashes before you. Well, something similar happened to me. And in just a matter of a few seconds, as he was talking, I had a vision of our future with my grandkids growing up, uh, Katie, our youngest daughter, getting married, um, all of the things in life, the big events, seeing them, but I wasn't in the picture. 
And that fear of what he was saying is is that it it was that serious that I would not be in our future, that I would not be a part of our life. And um, basically, he said, "It's it's you've probably only had this one or two months, and it's this far advanced. Turned out to be stage three uh, ovarian cancer. It had moved through all, all my uh, abdomen organs. And um, he said, if, if we don't deal with this immediately, you, you may only have a few months to live. With that, we immediately rose in faith and we said, okay, we're, we're going to do this. We'll, we'll do what we have to do. But God is bigger than this. And my daughter said to me, Mom, you're not a statistic. You're a child of God. And this shall not take your life. This shall not define your future. And it will not rob our family of you. And so we rose up in faith and began to just saturate our minds. My number one goal walking out of that office and for the next three days before surgery was to saturate my mind and my soul and my body with the promises of God. Uh, A friend of ours sent us a list of a hundred healing scriptures every morning and through the day I would get alone with God and I would speak out every one of those scriptures and I would let them sink into my soul and sink into my spirit and to work physically in my body. And as I spoke those, I owned them. I let them saturate my mind. I let them become my possession. And I let them work in my mind. And the first thing that I knew, I had to get my my mind and my heart and my words lined up with God's promises. Here we'd had this devastating report with Lion. Now we had this devastating report with me. Well, I determined I am not going to align my life and my future with these reports. My life, my destiny is aligned with God, his promises, his healing, his, his word, and who he is and his power. And so as I began to focus on this and dedicate myself to God's promises, faith began to rise within me. And as I said before, fear grips us when we see our future without God in it. But faith rose within us and rose within me when I saw my future and visualized it and spoke it and faced it in of God's miracle healing in my future. So we did everything that we needed to do in the physical. I had the surgery. It was very intense. And uh, my doctor did this incredible job. He worked on me eight hours, getting every tiny piece of cancer out of me that he could find. We had our healing process. Two weeks later, uh, I started chemo. And I did chemo for four to six months. And it was intense. It wasn't 
fun. It wasn't a picnic, but we did what we needed to do in the natural. But above and beyond that, God put his super to our natural. And just as I said with Baby Lion and then with me, there were things that, you know, cancer is a very, very real thing. If you don't deal with it and then it's gone or it's over. Uh, there's so many ifs and there's so many variables and there's so much, you know, gray matter there that they can't be conclusive uh, because everybody reacts differently. And some people don't respond to chemo and these things. And so there's a vagueness there. And so that's where we saw God put his super to our natural. Even my oncologist, who is not really a believer, at the end of it, when I was cancer-free, and two years later, and I was writing this book, and I went to him for a checkup, and I said, I'm writing a book about this, and... I said, would you agree that we did everything that we could and got the very best doctor in the world to help us? But would you agree that beyond all of that, God worked his miracles within me? He said, absolutely, absolutely. And so in both of these situations, not one, but two, God showed himself to be God Almighty, the miracle worker. Now, I may notice a comment here was made about the book said, believe big and take the limits off God. Be patient with the process. That is really good instruction right there because you've got to believe. You've got to not let anything stand in your way. Don't let anything limit you. But then you've got to be patient with that process, don't you, as God takes you through this. Yes, and I think that, you know, in writing the book, I wanted to really emphasize the power of God and the miracles that God did that were uh, absolute and undeniable. But there was also the walking out of the day-to-day, and that's where I really felt like I want to infuse people with faith and hope But I also want to infuse them with the daily process of getting through issues. And like I said, whether it's healing, whether it's finances in your family, in your marriage, with your children, grandchildren, whatever life throws at us, there is the walking out. God says that we are more than conquerors. Well, then obviously there's things to conquer, but we have to walk things out on a daily basis through faith but also through reality. And so there were issues along this path. Like I said, you know, I was taking chemo for four to six months, and that's a whole nother thing. I mean, you're dealing with things. There's cause and effect and putting something into your body that is there to kill the bad cells. It also affects the good cells. And so I had a lot of issues in my myself that I had to deal with and a lot of emotional trauma. This was very intense emotional trauma. I had to step out of my life. I had to step out of things. You know, um, of course you lose your hair, you lose all, uh, you know, I wasn't myself. I didn't feel good. 
I felt like I was losing my life, not necessarily in death, but I lost my life. And that's hard to deal with. And that's, those are the things that I know people have said to us how much they appreciate that we shared the challenges. Because most people, you know, we want to believe that, boom, we pray and it's over, whatever it is. But honestly, God equips us to walk through life and to have endurance and to have steadfastness and to be strong and courageous. And so uh, Deuteronomy 33, 26, you probably saw that in the book, but it says that as your day is, so shall your strength be. So every morning when I would wake up, you know how you, you wake up in the morning and it's like, oh, oh, this is still going on. <laughs> and so rather than being overwhelmed with all the things that I had to do or the things that I had to face, I made myself focus on how big my God is. Rather than focusing on how big my challenges are, I focused on how big my God is. I focused on allowing His Spirit to come within me and strengthen me, equip me, to help me, uh, not only physically, but emotionally, spiritually, to rise above these things and carry on with my life. So that was a huge part of this whole journey, is not just the one big miracle of healing, not just the fact that I'm still here talking about it, that baby lion is still alive and carrying on in life. Those are, those are awesome. But the day-to-day of how God brought us through these things is so encouraging to people, because life can be challenging. And right now the world is in upheavals of every kind. And this is the hope and the pattern and the path that we want to bring to people to show how to get from the limitations of this natural realm and press in to the unlimited realm of God's provision and blessings and miracles. Yeah. Well, folks, we are talking about miracles by the moment. And this is with Larry and Tiz Huck. We're talking to Tiz today about this. Tiz, tell people again how they can find out about this book and the other books that you've written, your ministry as well. Yeah. So our two websites are newbeginnings.org. That's the church here in Dallas, in Bedford, Texas. And then um, LarryHuckMinistries.com is our TV ministry, our global, our media, and um, either one of those. You can get the book, all the products, uh, the other books, and we we do have quite a few. (laughs) But you can also see and celebrate the exciting projects and things that we're doing around the world that are changing other people's lives as well. Reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Folks, stay with us. We've got more right after this. Whatever you're facing, God cares. I've had a number of very overwhelming things in my life. Ultimately, I had to depend on God, and as a result, He helped me through it. 91.7 The Word. I can certainly trust Him. You're listening to Crosspoint. Welcome back to the show. I'm talking today with Tiz Hacker and her husband, Larry. 
have uh, written a new book, and many books they have written, but this is a very personal book we're talking about today, Miracles by the Moment, because it's a story of her and her grandsons walk through cancer, and in this, how God miraculously shows up, as He always does. In fact, in the book, at, right at the end of chapter 4, it, is, it says that we can't always understand the hows and whys and wherefores, but we can always count on the promises of our God. Our God is a good and loving and all-powerful choose to trust Him. And that's about the bottom line, isn't it? Yeah, it sure is. And you know, I'll tell you, this this whole journey, it was, uh, it didn't go well um, in the beginning with, with my faith, with our faith. This This was not how things were supposed to turn out in my <laughs> in in my scenario. Yes. And when this happened with, with Lion, you know, I have to tell you, and I, I talk about this in the book because as a mom, my heart was broken for, for my kids that they had to deal with this and go through this. And quite honestly, I didn't understand where this came from. You know, Luke and Jen had waited over 10 years to have a baby, and they finally get their first baby newborn lion and this happens and it was incredibly difficult and um, I didn't understand none of us did it did not make sense it did not align with my uh, vision of how God operates and where this came from was a mystery And so we had to grapple with that, and we had to rise above all of that emotion and just come into a place where it's like, God, I don't understand. And Larry and I have lived by this scripture our entire lives, Romans 8, 28. And I remember talking to Luke and Jen in the hospital a few days after uh, the diagnosis, and they were just devastated. They were just mashed, but they were you know, coping and doing what needed to be done, a million things. And uh, I said, you know, guys, I don't understand this. It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't sit well in my spirit. And as, as your mom and Nana, I am devastated and brokenhearted. But I know, I know, I know, I know that God will take this situation and weave it into something beautiful and wonderful. And that is where we stand on God's promises. We know this is not going to be our future and our life, but we have to get through it. And so, as I said before, we're not denying the reality of what we're dealing with. We're not just ignoring it and hoping it'll go away. We had to jump in and deal with it. But we are denying it's right to rule and reign and control our lives and destiny. And that's how we approach it, and that's how we got through it. And God got the victory. And now, yes, in hindsight, you see all things worked together. I mean, there are things that God did of restoration, handfuls on purpose, incredible blessings. But in the when it's in the rear view mirror, you can see it. But when it's in front of you, you have to see it through the eyes of faith. 
And that's how we proceed through these things, is through the eyes of faith. How do we do that? There are keys that we talk about in the book of how to walk through faith. And like I said, we didn't just stumble upon this when we faced this giant need. This is how Larry and I have always operated. And whether it's something small or something this big, there are keys to faith and moving forward in God's promises. And the first thing is coming into agreement with God and His promises, having a relationship. Don't just seek the miracle. Seek the miracle worker, and miracles will follow. And then coming into alignment and agreement with God's promises. So we have to align our thoughts. And I had to take, and we all did, but we had to replace those fearful thoughts of losing Lion, of losing me, of losing what God has given us. We had to replace those fearful thoughts with faith thoughts. We pictured with baby Lion taking him to the mountains, going fishing, taking him to the park, playing on the slides, all of those things that in a normal life you would just do. But we had to envision those things and see it through the eyes of faith. Then we had to speak those things out. Faith requires action. We have to saturate our thoughts, train our thoughts, pull in those those negative thoughts, and then we have to train our words to speak life. The Bible says the power of life and death is in our tongue. Our words create just as our thoughts create. Our God spoke and formed the word, the world, and He has that DNA residing in you and me. So we have the power to literally speak the promises of God. Why is this so important? Because faith is a substance, but also because you have to keep yourself in a mindset of faith and positivity. This is the most negative environment you could possibly be in as far as your health. You are surrounded by terrible things going on around you. Suddenly your life is immersed into the world of cancer. And in the hospital, in the treatment centers, all of this, your life, all you see is people in various stages of cancer. It's entirely foreign and it is so grim. Your heart goes out to these people. I have never felt such sadness in my life, but to see the people that I'm surrounded with now. But for me, I had to rise above that environment and picture myself healed and whole and surviving this. So you visualize these things and act in a way that you're believing God is going to bring you through this and work his miracles. You have to counter those negative images and reports with envisioning the promises of God coming to pass. Faith is real. It's not just some, you know, spiritual thing out there or just, you know, well, I hope it happens. I had so many people say to me, honey, I'm so sorry for this. I I really hope things work out. And those are sincere emotions, and I appreciate that. But hoping is very different than faith. 
coming into agreement with people who believe God is an entirely different thing than just hope. So we all know about Matthew 18, 19, the power of agreement. The Bible says when two or three agree on anything, it shall be done by our Father. So I take that a step further in coming into agreement with God Himself and His promises. So how do we do that? We've got to line up our thoughts, line up our words, line up our vision, line up our prayers, line up our actions in a way that walks out His promises and faith. One of the most powerful things that I talk about in this, in this book that I have lived for, you know, my whole life and made the point to live this way is making the choice to rejoice. No matter what we're facing, we make that choice to rejoice. Why? Not just to be giddy or just to be silly or just to put a fake smile on, but I believe that faith and joy are married. They go hand in hand. And when we're walking in faith, there's a joy that comes in our heart. And sometimes, let me just say this, sometimes we smile because we're happy. Sometimes we're happy because we smile. So sometimes you got to prime the pump and put it on and step into a place of, of faith and joy because that activates all the promises of God right there. Yeah, yeah. Now, I want to kind of jump around just a little bit here in the book. So I'm, I'm on yeah. page 183, and it says, Let me say something to you about faith. A key to your faith is watch out who you hang around with. Then I jump mm-hmm. over here to page uh, 228, and it says, mm-hmm. Bold, non-negotiable faith. The Lord has a calling and anointing on each of us to make an impact for him. Then you say down here, take the limits off. God feeds your faith. Walk in hopeful expectancy. Now I'm going to jump back to the front of the book here, right at the first. I think this might have been Larry that put this in. And it says, maybe you need a miracle in your home or your family. Maybe you need a miracle in your business or your health, like my family did. Our God Mm -hmm. is no respecter of persons. This works for everybody, doesn't it? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I love that because, you know, sometimes people think, well, you're, you're pastors, you know, you, you've been walking in faith for 45 years, you know, of course, of course you can believe, hey, just like what you just read, God is no respecter of persons. This is the great equalizer that anyone, anyone can step into God's promises and live by his word. You know, what Larry and I experienced in the last couple years. Yes, we've had a lot of practice at this, (laughs) but we never had practice at this level. This was a whole nother deal. But what we did was what we've done since day one, when we were brand new Christians, our first pastoring, when we were in the 70s, you know, we didn't know what we were doing, but we chose to believe God. We chose to face challenges and look for God to move. And he did. He showed up. He taught us faith, not because we were in the ministry, because we were his children. And so this is not just for the elite 
faith. This is not just for the uh, hierarchy of faith people. This is for every single believer. You may be new at this. Step out in faith. Take a bold step and say, if this worked for Pastor Larry and Pastor Tiz, it'll work for me. And take a chance to believe. Do the things that we say in the book, because there's the spiritual part, but there's also the action of moving forward. If we believe it, then we need to act on it. Uh, You know, people just think that sometimes, well, I have faith. Okay, I'll just sit back and wait for God to move. Well, there's God's part and there's our part. And so we have got to put faith into action. We've got to put substance to the power of our thoughts, our words, and our actions. Well, we've had a lot of good stuff here today, folks. And uh, again, the book's entitled Miracles uh, by the Moment. Um, Tiz, you've written a lot of books, you and Larry. You've done a lot of work for the kingdom. People want to know about this book, about other stuff you've done, maybe getting connected with you, being a part of this this faith movement that you have been a part of for so many years uh, to help them in their walk. How can they go about doing that? Oh, thank you, Mark. That's that's very nice of you to say that. Well, yeah, absolutely. And they can just reach out to us uh, through our website. All the information is there. We have newbeginnings.org, and that's mainly focused around our church here in Dallas, Texas, in Bedford, Texas. And then we also have LarryHuckMinistries.com. And both of those give access to the books, the products, and talk about the projects that we're doing and the ministry that we're doing around the world and all the exciting, adventurous things that are going on and that we're a part of. But they also uh, have our messages archived on there, and they have uh, access to stream our services, and many are archived, but even each week you can stream live our services, the whole service from the worship to the message to the prayer at the end, and I promise you God will have something for you that will really bless and help your life. And I just want to encourage people to get this book. This is by far the deepest and the most personal and emotional book that we have ever written. But it really is not just a story, and it's not just, you know, a few hundred pages of text. This really is the outflow of our life and how we have lived in faith and gone from glory to glory, experience to experience, uh, been able to walk through life in a victorious way and see God move, whether it's on a small level of things or a big level, like just what we face with Lion and then with me. And the miracles are there for us, but the miracles are there for for people. And let me just say this. This book was very hard to write. When we got through this, these issues and had a clean bill of health with Lion and with me, the last thing in the world that I wanted to do was to go back and think about it or talk about it. It was in the rearview mirror, and I was done. And so to go through and talk about it, tell the stories, and to show people the depth of what we went through so they can understand the depth of how God moved. 
So this book is not about drawing attention to us. It's about drawing attention to God and His power for all of us, for every one of us. And it will bring hope and faith and the spiritual equipping for you to see the same miracles, the same depth of miracles that we've experienced in our lives. And that's our prayer, and that's why we wrote the book. Well, Tiz Huck, thank you for you and Larry being willing to do this and put this book out there. And uh, the people are blessed because of it, and God will get a lot of glory from it. Thank you very much. Man, thank you so much, Mark. God bless you and your family as well. Well, that was a great interview today with Tiz Huck, and uh, what a wonderful, encouraging, faith-building message for us folks all uh, to believe and trust and, and rely on God. And that's a great book, Miracles by the Moment. And all comes from the book in my other hand here, the Holy Bible, God's Word, folks. You can't go wrong. Everything me and Tiz talked about today, everything she referenced comes back to God's Word. Why? Because it is His Word. It never is outdated, and it shows you what eternity holds for those that will follow it. The Bible contains the most important words you're ever going to read and certainly ever follow. Be sure and join us again next time as we again discuss issues affecting the church. Have a great week. Allow God to use you for His purposes so that greater things can be done. Make your life count in God's plans for eternity. I'm Mark Taylor. Crosspoint is a program produced in Studio 101 at KNAO Radio. Not all of the views on Crosspoint reflect those of the management or staff of KNEO. You may contact the Crosspoint program at 10827 Highway 86 East, the Osho, Missouri, 64850, or by email crosspoint at kneo.org. You can hear Crosspoint four times a week, Saturday morning at 1, Saturday afternoon at 2, Saturday evening at 9, and Sunday evening at 7. You can also listen to Harper's Kennel of Stella, Missouri is proud to be sponsoring this portion of broadcasting on KNEO. Owned by Judy and Danny Harper, Harper's Kennel of Stella, Missouri specializes in French Bulldogs. For more information, the phone number is 417-628-3083.